Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to Cracking the Rich Code with Miss Marilee. Your insider's club from authors and entrepreneurs across the country giving us their best to help us crack the rich code. And now, here is Miss Marilee. Welcome, everybody, to Cracking the Rich Code Radio. I am Miss Marilee. My guest today is Dr. Yvonne Oswald. She not only is my co author in Cracking the Rich Code, but she's also the author of the best selling book. Uh, Every Word Has Power, and it's now in 11 languages, so it must be good. (laughs) I haven't read it, but you can bet I'm going to get it. (laughs) She is a wealth of knowledge, sharing all of the basics and how-tos for starting your business. Her chapter is amazing. I just, I absolutely loved it. She's a visionary working with war veterans, specializing in PTSD and depression, She also has a four-hour breakthrough blueprint in the field of neurological medicine. So I want to hear all about that. Uh, She has an outstanding reputation for exciting, fun, and innovative interactive trainings. And she's known both public and private. You can find her on YouTube. She's got her own YouTube channel. So, Dr. Yvonne, are you there? I'm here, Ms. Marilee, yes. And I'm excited (laughs) to chat with you. Absolutely. I um I always look forward to these conversations. I, I cannot stress to people enough how much they need this book. Um, each time a co-author comes on here, I'm just like, wow. And your chapter gives so much valuable information to anybody starting out that has absolutely no clue what resources are out there, what they can actually get done. And, you know, nobody can do it alone. And, man, did you give a great launch for so many Thank you for that. Yes, you're welcome. It was actually really interesting because when I was asked to write, you know, a chapter for an entrepreneur, I realized when I train people, I do four-day trainings in NLP and uh, hypnosis, and I do master's level as well. And, you know, everybody I've trained says, well, what do we do now? We've got the training. How do we get clients? And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. it's easy. You just go to conferences and meet people. And they did that, and then they didn't know what to do when they got to the conference. And I was like, okay. So we need a step-by-step on how to start from the very basics because what used to really not make me happy was hearing people leave my trainings and then take a two-year business course or they would go and pay some wild money to set them up with a funnel when they didn't even have a client. And I'm like, you have to get Mm. your client base first before you do anything. And just getting Mm -hmm. that client base, the 5,000 people who you, you know, your solid base is the most important thing for an entrepreneur, especially in the health and wellness field. But then how do you go about getting that base? Oh, okay. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. I'm going to hit it out. (laughs) Okay. Well, what I did, um, I actually came to Canada when I was 36 years old. And I didn't have a client in sight. You know, I had a nice client base in England, but not here. And um, I started going to all the little uh, meditation classes or yoga, yoga classes. And I joined the um, 
a kind of a non-denominational church, you know, it was quite kind of a nice one that did a really nice chakra meditation in the morning kind of thing. And I started chatting with people, and they would say, what do you do? And I'd say, you know, I do therapy, I do health and wellness. And mm-hmm. what I realized was if I gave someone my card and said, here, I'm a therapist, they would go, oh, oh, thank you very much, I don't need it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Nobody wants to admit that they need therapy, right? So true. So I'd, say mm-hmm. to, so I'd just say to them, look, I do therapy, I do hypnosis, and, you know, and I, if you know anybody who would like some hypnosis or who's going through not an easy time, could you give them my card, please? And every single person mm-hmm. looked at the card and said, hmm, I may be interested, actually. How much do you charge? Mm-hmm. And it was such a sweet and easy way to get clients. I've done it always mm-hmm. since. It's kind of not, if you sell direct, if you speak directly to people, they don't want to know. But if you say, you know, keep this for a friend, and they will keep it for a friend as well. You know, and that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Like when I first started out, I had masses of like flyers and information and all kinds of things. These days, I have my business card with my face on it, and that's it. Mm. You know, it's really that's it. Well, uh, I mean, uh, your face and a phone number. Face and phone yeah. number. You want face, phone number. What you do? It says, "Ask me about a breakthrough session," and that's it. Um, I realized that real estate people always have the face on a card, and I used to go to conferences and come home with like three hundred cards. And I'd be looking through them afterwards going, wow, I don't remember any of these people. And the ones I remembered were the ones who had the face on it. And I would look at it and go, I like her. Yeah, she's nice. And I'd make a little note on the back. Right. And right. the people don't like to throw a face away as well. It's, it's kind of uncomfortable to throw a face away. <laughs> so, Psychology there. Uh-huh. It is. It's really interesting because I've hesitated at throwing a card away when it has a face on it. I'm like, isn't that interesting? I'm hesitating at throwing it away because it's got a face on it. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah. It's very, interesting. very interesting. So that's the simplest way. That is a great yeah. tip. Some people would say, you know, well, who has business cards these days? You know, I just put it in my phone. Right? Right. Yes. And the thing is with that, that's very nice. And how do they get it to their friend then? If you've got a physical card you can give to a friend, they'll take it and put it in the phone. Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. I, I always find people will say to me, I've recommended you to everybody I know, and I won't get one, one single phone call. What I ask people to do instead, I say to them, give me the information of the person who wants to see me. I'll give them a call, mm-hmm. and they'll be so surprised to get the call. They'll just be like, and even though you've done it yourself, you know, you really, really want to see that massage therapist. You've heard she's amazing. You know, you know you're going into to that, the town like next week. And then you get home and you go, oh, I should have booked a massage before I went. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, whereas if you've actually got the card and um, so, or the massage therapist says, you know, I believe you're coming into town next week. Do you want a massage? You'll go, yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, True. I've got a couple of people mm-hmm. who phone me like once a month and say, you're coming into Toronto this weekend. And I'll be like, sure, I'll book in. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting that we don't think to initiate the call, but when we get that call, it's like 100%. Right. So true. And then we appreciate yeah. it because it's like, oh, thank you. I've been meaning to make that call. Exactly. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. And people hesitate, though. You know, um, people in sales, whatever. It's like, oh, God, they're so insecure and I don't want to bug them and I'm selling and this and that. Exactly. It's the wrong perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. You're being a because friend. Because I, I mean, You're being a friend. yeah, I even did it mm-hmm. a couple of months ago. There was a massage therapist I found at the hotel in Toronto. 
And I thought, oh, this man is so good. Next time I come in, I'll call. I've been three times since, and I, can't rem- I didn't remember to call him. And, you know, he'd done <laughs> something as simple as call me and say, are you coming into Toronto any time in the next month or two? I would have booked him in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, actually, I must. Wow. I'm going to write that down for myself now. <laughs> Remind myself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is a great tip. And um, <clears throat> some people, you know, they listen, but they don't do. Yes. Right? There's yep. what, so what What can help us get over that hump of, no, go ahead and make the call. What's stopping you? Right, right. So what I've always done, um, I never think of it as a sales call. That's the one thing in my head. I don't have it as a sales call. I think of it mm-hmm. as if someone's called me and said, I'm interested in the NLP training or I'm interested in the hypnosis class or I'm interested in having a breakthrough session, I'll call them back with the idea of giving them more information so that they can come to the earliest one possible. Because the fact mm-hmm. that they've called you means they're already sold. You don't have to actually sell them. Right. The, right. You know, the, the, sales bit, the sales bit's been done. They've already called you. They're just, you know, you know yourself if you're signing up for something or you want to know is the price and when is it, thank you very much. And right. I don't know if you're you're like me, and most entrepreneurs are like like us. They'll you know when they decide on something, they'll follow it through that day and do it. Mm-hmm. It's not something yeah. that you know you'll think about or uh, you know. And I've been offered hundreds of businesses over the years. I was offered one yesterday actually, and it was a product. Uh-huh. And I just I just said to the lady, I love the product. I said I'll buy the product. I said I won't sell it because I don't sell products well. I'm not that interested. It doesn't make me passionate. I'm interested yeah. in helping people through their emotions. I'm helping people in sure. the goal setting, in their in their motivation strategies, and how to get the past in the past and start looking forward. That's what I'm interested mm-hmm. in. That excites me. Yeah, you know, and I love that, and I, I love that. And there's a lesson in that too, because although you could have sold that product, and you are an advocate of the product, you like the product. At the end of the day, you have to follow your bliss and your truth, and that's what you yes. chose to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it's taken me mm-hmm. a long time to get to do that, Miss Marilyn. Actually, I mean, it's twenty years or more. I was trying out every product under the sun and saying to all my clients, "This is amazing, buy this." And I was directing mm-hmm. people to other people, not to me. And in the <laughs> end, it, it was it was actually when I went to get to get a book, my book endorsed. It was a super mm-hmm. oh very famous scientist, and I, I went to his class. And at the end of it, I said, is there any chance of you endorsing a book? And he said, well, what's your book about? I said, it's about the power of words. He said, honestly, it's not in my genre. He said, and I won't Mm. sign anything or endorse anything that's not in my genre. He said, because it doesn't do me or you any good. Even though he was a famous name. And I said, you know what? That's actually very relevant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it taught me a lot about Staying within your genre, staying within what you love to do, you know, and the and you know some the, it was it was actually endorsed by John Gray in the end, who is totally in my genre, and he mm-hmm. actually wrote the uh, the the little uh, endorsement on the front cover, and it was great, you know, someone like John Gray is like much better than the scientist I was thinking of, so yeah, that is wonderful. You see that? Um, I definitely want that book too, and I want it signed. <laughs> Okay, I'll do that for you. I'll send yes. you a copy. Absolutely. Yeah, and and um, I, I also think what's interesting is the um, the whole idea of 
um, getting yourself out there is it's much easier than people realize. You can join the Chamber of Commerce. You can join just the local bowling club. You can join the da a dance club. And as long as you've got your cards on you, um, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of giving a card and just or them taking the, phone, the number down on the phone. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. And I never say, do you need it? I always say, do, do you know a friend who needs it? Exactly. you got to bypass instead of being yeah. direct. Yeah, right. it's an indirect people way, take, and it's much better. Yeah. People take uh, offense. Yes, they do. They do. And <laughs> something like hypnosis, you know. Well, 20 years ago when I was starting with the hypnosis, they would all say, oh, my gosh, you're going to make me cluck like a chicken. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, why would I make you cluck like a chicken? You know, because they're thinking of stage shows. These days, it's totally mainstream. People will say, oh, hypnosis. My friend quit smoking with that, and my other friend lost weight. Can I, how much do you charge? And they're absolutely over the moon about the hypnosis. And the right. NLP is, is just starting to be accepted as mainstream now. It's kind of where hypnosis was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's so much faster. Uh, it really is quick. Now, for those who are not familiar, explain what it is. Okay, NLP is neuro-linguistic programming or neuro-linguistic psychology, we're starting to call it actually. And it's a way of retracking all the old programs in your brain. And I truly believe that everything you did happened before you were seven years old. Everything you believe, everything you came to believe happened before you were seven when you were still that imprint in the imprinting stage where you, you had no kind of filters on at all. And the, the only two things that hold us back in life are negative emotions and limiting beliefs. Well, negative emotions, I can say even the suicidal ones in minutes. It literally is so easy with the neuro-linguistic programming because what it does, wherever we hold a memory, we simply overlap that memory with a better, with a beautiful memory, and it literally gets kind of absorbed into the beautiful memory so you don't remember the emotional baggage that the memory has anymore. It becomes neutral. And it's very, very simple. Yes. You know, that, that's the emotional side of the NLP. The, um, the other side is the communication side. So we're working with people who are visual, who are very fast and very quick talkers like me and you, and um, mm -hmm. people who are auditory, people who are kinesthetic, or people who are auditory digital, like, you know, Sheldon from, from the Big Bang Theory. And you need to know what system that person is using in order to work with them, in order to sell to them, in order to communicate with them. And in relationships as well, it's hugely important. So there's lots of aspects of NLP. It's about studying human behaviors and making it a technology. So we actually change the behavior really fast. Like we're talking minutes, we're not talking years. And uh, it will, it'll never happen again. It's as simple as that. It's fabulous stuff. So Yvonne, speaking of NLP, tell me, where did this get started? Well, it was very interesting because in the late 1980s, about 1985, John, uh, John Grinder was uh, Richard Bandler's uh, professor at university, and they were talking about how is it that some people did things really, really well and produced fantastic results, and other people did the same thing and didn't produce the same results. So they said, what is it that these people are doing that's so special? And they studied um, Milton Erickson, a uh, hypnotist who was, he was 60 years in the business. And they said he just tells stories and produces amazing results. What's he doing? And they studied hours and hours of footage of Milton Erickson and said, you know, why are you looking at that woman's ankle? And he said, I'm studying, the, I'm watching the heartbeat to see it slowing down. And then they'd say, you know, why are you looking at her chest? He said, I'm looking at her shoulder and I'm matching my breathing with hers so that we, I can pace and lead her. 
And it was really interesting. They literally came up with some techniques. They followed Virginia Satir, who worked with couples for years, and she had she they did the Satir categories, which are the body language movements that males and females use to communicate which ones are powerful and which ones aren't powerful. And then um, uh, it was Tony Robbins who studied with them, and then he did, he did so well with it that they then studied him. So it's basically the psychology of success and how to reproduce it quickly every time, so consistently. And it's the consistent mm-hmm. success which is really important about the NLP. I can teach someone a yeah. technique, and they will do it two minutes later and produce the same results, which is phenomenal. You don't get that in most, um, in most techniques ever. So it's really good. It's fast, too. Well, yeah, that would be beneficial to just about everybody. Wow. Yes. Can you imagine? Oh, it is. Thinking? Just just to study it for yourself, <laughs> even if you don't want to do the, you know, be a therapist or be a, you know, a coach or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so who, great. who who do you find that um, usually comes to you? What are they trying to do when they want Basically, to? Basically, yeah. what they find is that as adults, they don't, um, they're not being successful as they want to, or they've had repeat patterns in relationships where they're, where they're not working, or they, they seem to be able to not make money, you know, and over and over again. And what happens is before you're seven years old, you, you learn a behavior. If it works, you do it again. So, you know, a, a young guy who, who's shouting and screaming will get attention as a seven-year-old, but the time he's 45 and still shouting and screaming, he's laid off and he doesn't realize why, you know, and it's a behavior that has to change and adapt as you get older. So I always say to people, and I literally see everybody from like, I, I usually work with eight-year-olds upwards. Um, I have worked with five and six-year-olds, but the parents have to be in the room. And it's always the parents who are, the kids are great. <laughs> the kids will do anything you ask them to. The parents are saying, look at her when she's speaking to you. I told you that. They, they can't help themselves. So by the time they're eight, they're mm-hmm. quite happy to be with me, you know, and I, I do a little bit of palmistry or I do some numerology or it's, you know, just to get them interested. And then, you know, they'll be with me three hours or four hours and they just say it's great fun. And a lot of techniques, you know, are very, so fast and they just sit there going, wow, that's amazing. I've, been, I've had that hanging over my head for like 50 years, and suddenly it's gone. There's nothing there. Like I was working at a convention wow. with them, with uh, one of the First Nations chiefs a couple of months ago, and he was, his house was invaded by um, you know, the people who had taken him off to residential schools. They walked in, they knocked his grandmother out, and took the three kids off to residential school. And he he was crying, even talking about it. And he was in his 60s. And I said, would you like me to clear that? And he's like, yes. It took two minutes. And he just, it was like, wow, that is so interesting. He said, there's nothing there. When I think of it now, I can remember it happened, but no emotional charge with it. And that's the idea. If If anything's got an emotional charge, it's not finished. It's not complete. Your unconscious mind is saying to you, you know what? Is this, are we safe yet? And the, the whole idea is to complete things, you know, when you have all these memories coming up from your childhood. And the ones that hang around are the ones that are not complete. You haven't had closure on them. So wow. those are the ones we just complete and leave in the past where they belong and start a whole new, a whole new chapter. It's fabulous stuff. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. I can mm-hmm. totally appreciate that. So what is the difference with the NLP or hypnosis? So the NLP is like it is more you you do it with your eyes open. It's a technique. It's various various techniques. Um, 
so for instance, I, we can do one. I can do one right now if you like. It's a super one, yes. a fast phobia one, and yes. we use it just for okay. any negative emotion. So I don't even need to know what the event is. Just give me the name of an emotion, and I will clear it for you really fast. And and everybody listening can join in too. Frustration okay. is a good one. Frustration and anger are really the top dog ones. Right. That was the first one that came to my mind was like anger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anger and frustration. Okay. You want to clear it? Ready? Yeah. I right. want you to imagine yourself, and everybody else can do it too. I want you to imagine yourself in a theater watching a film of your own life from in black and white, from yourself with the angel just before you conceived, and then seeing your mom pregnant, and then you being born and then your childhood, and all the times you were angry and frustrated all the way through to now, right? And now think yep. of a time in this lifetime where you got angry and frustrated. Can you think of a time right now? Okay. Have you yeah. got one? Yeah. Where yeah. are you holding that in your body? Because we hold our negative emotions in our body. I, I think in my shoulder. Okay. My left, you, my left just, shoulder. And you... And if you don't know where it is, just pick a place. It really doesn't make any difference. Your unconscious mind is very okay. adaptable. So your left shoulder, cool. So you, you can feel that emotion now, correct? Because yeah. we're going to check in with you afterwards and it will be completely gone. You ready? So now right. I want you to imagine yourself as a projectionist watching the back of your own head watching the film. Got that? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So you can close your eyes and watch. The, you're the projectionist watching the back of your own head watching the film. See yourself with the angels, see your mom being pregnant, you being born, and all the times you were angry and frustrated all the way through your life to now, and black it out. And then jump into the screen and run it backwards all the way back to the angel through those negative emotions and events, all the way back into the projections booth. From the projections booth, watch from the angels to the to mom being pregnant, to the baby being born, all the times you were angry and frustrated all the way through to now, white it out, jump into the screen. Run it backwards all the way back through those negative events and emotions, and back to uh, the angel, back up to projections booth, from the projections booth. Watch the film from the angel. And this time we're going to include sadness and disappointment because we need to clear both of those if we're clearing anger. We're going through all the times you felt sad, disappointed, uh, angry or frustrated all the way through to now, black it out, jump into the screen. Run it backwards through all the times you were sad, disappointed, angry and frustrated all the way back to the angel, back at the projections booth. From the projections booth, watch from the angel to now, white it out, jump into the screen. Run it backwards all the way back to the angel, back at the projections booth. From the projections booth, watch from the angel all the way through to now through those negative emotions and events, black it out, jump into the screen. Run it backwards all the way back to the angel, back at the projections booth. From the projections booth, watch, watch from the angel to now all the times you were sad, disappointed, angry and, and uh, frustrated all the way through to now, white it out last time, jump back into the screen. Right back, it's all the way back to the angel, back up the projection booth. On the projection booth, watch from the angel to now. Black it out, jump into the screen. Right backwards to the angel, back up the projection booth. From the projection booth, watch from the angel to now. White it out, open your eyes, and now try and search for that anger and frustration, and it won't be there. Hmm. It's gone, huh? Wow. It's neutral. That was, it's um, to- it yeah. will have neutralized everything. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple mm-hmm. as that. And you can think about that event as many times as you like. You will not get any emotions associated with it to do with anger and frustration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, huh? Wow. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. It's great. And it's, it's you know, just I, displacing the neurological patterning. You're just changing the, the direction the, the memory is going. So it completely cleans mm-hmm. it out. It's fabulous stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, see? Okay, well, then there's that. <laughs> I know. I think everybody can, yeah, run it's with that one. Instant healing, I know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I'm going actually. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm in Florida no, I'm, on, I'm just... on August the 12th, and I'm going to be doing oh. another few little clips. I'm going to be doing, you know, three-minute clips, and that's going to be one of the ones I'm going to be putting on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube okay. and look up Yvonne Oswald, uh, there's there's one that's called Mind Magic, which is really good for clearing emotions. And go onto YouTube. I think I've got about 18 little YouTubes up there, which is also, by the way, a really good way of getting yourself out there for business because I've got more hmm. business from YouTube this last five years than I have ever on anything else. Mm-hmm. They'll find me on YouTube. They'll look at me. They'll go to okay. the website, and then they'll contact me. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I'm I'm doing this exercise with you, and I'm sure our audience is going to do the same thing. And then mm-hmm. you think, in that short little time, you healed so much. So what are you yes. going to talk about in the rest of that seminar? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, that's, that's the whole thing. There are, there are lots of different ways. There are lots of different ways to clear things. And what I've done is I've consolidated it into my like four-hour breakthrough blueprint session so I can clear anybody, anything. It's non-situational. I can clear anything you give me, whether it's OCD, whether it's suicidal thoughts, whether it's sexual abuse. It's so simple for me now. I've done it for so many years. And every time I thought, you know, Everybody else has taken three, four, five, thirty years. Why won't we take three minutes? And I've got everything down to three minutes with each little technique. It's fabulous stuff. Mm-hmm. Really works quickly. Mm-hmm. Works um, on me too. I do it on me. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to, right? We have yeah. to be a proponent of our own work. Absolutely. Yeah. So I respect that. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I sit there and I think to myself, uh, there are so many. So many things that we're holding, all that baggage, and just yes. to use that one little thing that you gave, and then put yep. everything that you've given in the book. There's so many golden nuggets here that you've given for the entrepreneur. So that little exercise, if you could clear the fear, right? Does it work yes. on fear? It okay. works on fear, and there's a big difference, Miss Barley, between fear and anxiety. Fear is something we had in the past. Anxiety is the future one. And that's the big one of the 21st century, really, because we're so Mm -hmm. busy trying to measure up to everybody else's standards that we get totally um, stuck in in like a closed loop. So we we get anxious about making those phone calls. We get anxious about going to meet new people. And there's some such simple techniques to clear that. It's quite amazing. So um, if you go to YouTube, you'll find one on anxiety. You'll find one on a little YouTube on procrastination. And you can literally sit and walk through me with the, um, on, the, on YouTube, and you'll clear everything that you've got coming up. It's great stuff. Wow. I'm definitely going to go there, and I'm going to watch everything yeah, it's, you've it's got. Fun. I, you, are, you are so valuable. Uh, I mean, <laughs> just reading this short little clip that you had here in the book, there I can't I cannot stress enough to our audience. It's like go here because whatever I know that you're struggling, and you obviously knew that you know how entrepreneurs that are just starting out are struggling with all this stuff that you gave. And oh, this yeah. is just the it, tip it's of the iceberg. overwhelming. It it is. It's really overwhelming. And, you know, when I was starting out, I spent thousands, literally thousands on things that I never got the money back for. Right. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I always say these days, if you know you can get that money back within six months, then do it. If you are not sure whether you're going to get it back within six months, don't bother. 
You know, people mm. say that I'm going to do. I'll I'll get my business going when my when my website's finished. Your website will never be finished. Trust me. It, it's right? an ongoing project. <laughs> it's like start with one page so and go true. from there. Open your business and see what comes up. You know, it, it's a much easier way to do it. You know, the perspective of that though is um, accountability. What you're doing yeah. is you're putting all the yes, all the, the the pressure and the responsibility onto the website. It'll it'll say everything for me, and that's where I'll get clients. It's like no, really, you mm-hmm. are your business. Exactly, yeah. it's true. Yeah, you're you're your own business. And you 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 literally, you'll ask someone. I went to um oh it was a it was a fabulous training in in Las Vegas. It was a, I can't remember the woman's name, and she had fifteen of the top. Uh, Fortune 50 and Fortune 500 people on the stage and she went to every one of them and she said how do you get your keynote speakers or your um, trainers you know your training development trainers for your company every single one of them said I go to Joe next door in the office and say who do you know is any good so it wasn't one of them and then they would look at them up online but they would never ever just look online and find someone it was always who do you know who so you know your, job to to know, yeah, your job is to yeah. get to know, your job is to get to know as many people as you can. Absolutely, but that's a testimony to who you are. Yes. Who has yeah. really built yourself to be? Not your website. No, the website's a very much a by the way thing. It really is. I mean, people mm-hmm. will go and have a mooch around my website and they'll look at some videos and things, and then they'll call me. And it's actually quite fun when that happens because I'm really good at answering my phone. I really do answer the phone personally. And um, they'll say, who is this? And I'll say, it's Dr. Yvonne. They'll go, the Dr. Yvonne? No way. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm laughing at the other end. They go, can I call my friend and tell her that I've got Dr. Yvonne on the phone? I'm like, sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. You know, and I I always, when when I've done a training, I keep in touch with people afterwards as well. They can call me anytime knowing that if they've Mm -hmm. got a client coming, I'm going to tell them exactly what to do with that client. Mm -hmm. And I do it for free. Mm -hmm. I do it for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that, yeah. And that is one. Okay, so that's another really excellent point, and it's doing it for free. Yeah, I I feel that there are plenty of people out there who expect to get paid the moment they have a product or whatever. That's that's it. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, you have to have an open hand and be yeah. willing to give a lot of free stuff. Yeah. Free information. Yeah, it's true. Free gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, free yeah. support. Exactly. And, uh, and, it, and it's really, really important. I mean, what I find is the more successful I've got, the more successful people I'm meeting, the more free and open their hands are. It really yeah. is. You know, exactly. I'm, mm-hmm. if I find someone who's in need, the, uh, there's, every single thing tells me in my head, go ahead and do it, whatever. You know, if they've mm-hmm. not got the money, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? That, that alone, that open heart, and not mm-hmm. following the money is literally in alignment with uh, the vibration of the universe. And it yeah. just, it, it will support you in everything that you do because you're out there loving people. Yes. That's what and, and there's mm. a little, little codicil I want to put on the bottom of that one. Because when mm. I was actually um, doing that just for the love of it, I didn't make that much money. And then mm-hmm. I had to put my daughter through university in New York, and I suddenly thought, wow, I'm going to need $200,000, like, through any minute. 
And I suddenly started saying, you know, if you if you want me to speak, how much are you paying? They were like, nothing. And I'm like, well, I don't speak unless I'm paid. And suddenly I found people were offering me money that had never offered before. And my I literally doubled my income in about three months. It was ridiculous. So, yes, it's really important to know to, to make sure that you ask for money. Um, I used to phone the, you know, if you conventions are great because rather than just go to a convention, if you can speak at a convention, that makes you the expert. So you go right. to the convention and you say, you know, you phone them up and say, how much is your budget for speakers? That's your first question. And when they say, well, mm-hmm. we haven't got a budget, you just say, well, what budget could you get for speakers? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they say, how much would you charge? I'll just say $10,000, you know, and if they they go, oh, my gosh. But they'll come up with something, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like really important right. that you get them to realize that you value your own time and they right. need to value as well, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's very interesting and you'll get a lot of people expecting you to. I don't mind speaking for free if it's local. You know, if, I'm, if I just, if I'm getting sure. in the car and going down, down somewhere for an hour, I don't mind. But going over to right. the other side of the country, I want my expenses paid. I want some. I want it worth my while, you know. Absolutely. So. Uh, and there has to be a sliding scale, Miss Marley. There really does. There's, you know, a lot of. I have a lot of talks with my clients about this. You know, the students, and they say, "Well, what should we charge? Should we have a fixed rate?" And I'll say, "You can have a fixed rate if you like, and you have your ideal rate, and you have the the rate you will give to people who you truly like, who you want to to work with." Mm-hmm. And there right. has to be that second rate because some people you you want to help really, and they have they literally haven't got money. And I, I do make them pay something because, you know, you have to have some skin in the game. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm quite happy to kind of adjust the price. So you have to be very aware that, that there's flexibility involved in life coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, what I like about that, and I, and I hope that people are hearing, is that we skipped from, you know, getting so much for free and then we went mm-hmm. to getting paid. And yes. the thing is, when we're when we're helping person to person, we're, we give a lot of stuff for free, but when it comes to a big organization like that where you're having an event, you know, yeah. a speaker's event, yeah, then it's different because other people will be paid, and why yes. not you? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really important. And, of course, the more money you get, the more money, the more people you can help, actually, because the more famous you'll get then, too. Right, that's so true. So I call it my mm-hmm. little entrepreneur triangle. You've got the money, you've got the fame or the recognition, which we all want, and you've got the helping people. If you just help people, you won't make any money. If you aim for the money, you will help a lot more people, and you will get recognition. Or if you aim for the fame, you'll get more money, and you'll get help more people. So the the actual way you, where your head should be pointed really should be the money and the recognition, because that's going to bring you more people. And it's a, it's a okay. catch-22. You know, we, we tend to think, oh, gosh, it should all be for free because it's God's universe and everything. In actual fact, you do it for free, you'll just do it for free. You won't be able to get your bills paid. If you've got right. lots of money coming in from lots of different directions, and, and if you're an entrepreneur, you do need, like, a residual income as well. You need to take up those slack times. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Residual yeah. income. Well, okay, so now, since we're talking about that and – Again, I'm going to reiterate how much value you put into your your chapter with telling people like exactly where to go, like what do you do when you get your dot com, you know, and then what do you do with that? I mean, there's there's practical information here, but on the topic that we're we're talking about right now with money and being free and giving it this and that, a lot of people have an issue 
with that value? Like, how do I price myself? How do I actually Mm -hmm. ask for money? How do I do that? The best way, in honesty, is look look on someone else's website and see what they're charging in the same industry. You know, and also, Mm -hmm. it's also a good way to design your website. I mean, Tony Robbins has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on his website. So has Oprah Winfrey. So has Dr. Phil. You know, they've all spent this hundreds of thousands of dollars. Go and just model it. That's what NLP is about. It's about modeling someone who's successful. Why would you want to reinvent Mm -hmm. the wheel? They've spent the money on the marketing. You know, you don't need to copy them verbatim, but you can actually see what they're actually offering on the pages because they've got all the top people getting um getting all the marketing information on that front page well you you just need to mm-hmm. copy it so on your mm-hmm. on your opening page of your website you always do a call to action it's like claim your free uh, mp3 here or claim your free 10 pages that downloadable and they have to put their email in to do that and that's on you there's your newsletter list started right exactly you know, mm-hmm. yeah i mean people have said mm-hmm. to me um you know, gosh, I've had clients for years and I don't even know their emails. I'm like, wow, you should be, you should have the email of every single person. Yeah, you know, and there's, that's there's, true. There's the, big, there's the big opt-in thing these days where you have to get someone's permission to get their email. What I always right. do from the stage is I just send around a sign-in sheet and I'll say sign-in because I'm going to send you two free CDs, two free MP3s on prosperity or on relaxation. Um, and I'll put you on my newsletter list and let you know what classes I'm teaching. And they, mm-hmm. if they're signed in, they've op- you know they've opted in. As far as you know, hey, you can unsubscribe. Exactly. You can just you can just go to unsubscribe at the bottom when you've seen one. I I sign up for everybody's just to mm-hmm. just to find out what what are they offering because I like the person. So you know <laughs> why not have a look at what they've got. And you know if I'll look I'll get it two or three times. If it's getting too often, I usually stop. Or if it's right. nothing, something I'm not that interested in, I usually stop. Mm-hmm. I'm quite, you know, people know well, when they when they put their email down that they're going to get an email. It's like it's not rocket science, mm-hmm. really, is it? <laughs> you know. Okay, so in light of this of cracking the rich code and bringing all these entrepreneurs together, mm-hmm. we're really helping those who want to be an entrepreneur, right? Yes. So now yep. we're talking about you know your network having people's email addresses. You gotta look at your phone and, and go, Well, I don't I mean I may have a couple emails in there but yeah. I really don't like to keep a lot of people in my phone. If they're thinking that, how are you gonna jump to being an entrepreneur? <laughs> exactly. And I mean being an entrepreneur is always about, you know, everybody says, Oh, aren't you lucky being an entrepreneur? You know, you got so successful so quickly. Yeah, it only took twenty years of fifteen hour days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so lucky you can take time off. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yes, not exactly. And now mm-hmm. I can take time off because I've been doing it for 30 years. I can actually schedule my time so, you know, I can take a week here or a week there. In the old days, right. I don't think I slept for 20 years. Right. Was, I was up till 3, 4 in the morning. I was doing my Ph.D. for seven years. And I used to start that mm-hmm. at midnight when everybody else had gone to bed. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of work, but, and it's so much more rewarding than working for someone else. Honestly, it is. It really is. You know, yes. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, no sleep and nonstop and, you know, how much time it takes, that's enough to turn somebody off going, I don't, I can't do it. I, I have to work yeah. a full-time job. I'm married. I have kids. Yeah. They still don't see the vision of how they can make that jump. Right, you and, and you know what? It it shouldn't be a jump. What it what it needs to be is a slow, 
like move in. So if you can start part-time being an entrepreneur at the weekends or in one evening a week and then let it take over. It took me about 18 months, I think, to go from teaching to being an entrepreneur because I was a teacher in the old days in my 20s. And I took on, you know, extra clients in the evening or on Saturdays. And um, I suddenly realized I was making more money doing that than I was teaching. And I was like, that's the point when you can say, right, I can give up teaching now. Right. And it was, it's right. so much more rewarding. It and is. I love teaching you know, kids, but, you know, the, the paperwork wasn't me, so. Right. And there is a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, and, there's and a lot. <laughs> and also, even, it's like you started off doing something that you loved. You got to follow your heart. You love teaching mm-hmm. children. But to be yeah. that entrepreneur, it's like, again, you have the freedom to do something you love to do. You got to resonate with something. Yes. You've got to find something you're passionate about. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, and the reason, yeah, the reason I was drawn into doing emotions was because, you know, my childhood was really abusive. My sister died when I was 13 and she was 11. And my father turned around and said, I wish you died instead of her. You know, it was a real, not, oh, not a fun place sexual abuse, etc. And, um, oh. you know, I did years work on myself. I did rebirthing, I did meditation, I did gestalt therapy, talk therapy, you name it. I discovered the hypnosis and loved it. One weekend of hypnosis cleared more, more than 30 years beforehand. And then someone said to me, you will love the NLP if you love the hypnosis. And when I discovered NLP, it was like the lights went on in my life. And the second I realized how fast it was and how quick it was and how we could move forward, I was like, oh, my gosh, everybody has to know this. And then right. instant entrepreneur, right? If, you th- if you're thinking mm-hmm. everybody has to have one of these or everybody has to know this, you're an entrepreneur. There you go. And that sums yep. it up. Absolutely. The yeah, moment you have you to be passionate. That... <laughs> yes. Exactly. And that's what um... – you know, a lot of people haven't landed on. And, you know, when you were talking about residual income mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, that could cover a lot of businesses, but with network marketing, network marketing is difficult and sometimes um, yeah, misunderstood, it yeah. very misunderstood. Why, why would you say that? Where are you going with this? I did, I, I did network marketing for years alongside what I was doing, you know, with the USANA and all the other stuff. And I loved the things. And I couldn't sell them for toffee because I would get people under me who couldn't sell. And I would end mm-hmm. up bringing people in and then putting them under the people under me. So I was doing the work for all of us. And right. it, you, you, you really have to do that full time and really believe in it to do network marketing. Right. Well, you know what? The key is duplication again. It is modeling. Yes, it is right. finding someone who's as good as you, and that's not easy. <laughs> it's like really. Or very, well, that's the truth. Or yeah. being able to train them to yes. model you. Yes, that's and true. If you do something really well and train others to do the same, you'll they'll get results as well, and that's again the NLP a, idea. Yeah. But then we come back to your expertise. Because mm-hmm. the person you're trying to uh, train and model and saying it's just this easy, this is what you're doing, they mm-hmm. have all those issues from, you know, their childhood that they're holding that is preventing yeah. them from doing what needs to be done. <laughs> yes, exactly, which is why I love going into companies and doing this because, you know, you give them so many tips and I give them so many tips and so many tricks on how to get past that and how to get through that and over it. And you know you you yeah. do need some some you need some 
basic techniques on how to change your own behaviors. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, yeah. so give me a basic technique to change my behavior. Well, what, what behavior do I have that I need to change? Let's just say it. It, it, it's you know, just like, anything that anything that's not working in your life is a limiting belief. So if you're not rich mm-hmm. enough and you want to be rich, you've got a belief there somewhere that says I don't deserve it or you know I'm I'm not able to. Right. If you want to be healthy and you're not healthy, you've you've got a limiting belief somewhere. If, you know, and they say it's genetic. Well, we have diabetes right the way through my family. I will never have diabetes. I eat properly mm-hmm. and I exercise. Mm-hmm. It's quite simple. I've changed the genetic programming because I do it differently. So if you can right. literally think of yourself and think, what is it that I keep on doing that is not producing results? And who is producing results? And how can I model them so well that I produce the same results? That's really what you've got to go, you know, go to. And if you've mm-hmm. got things that aren't working for you, you've got to think, what's the belief I have around that? Right. Is it, okay, is it so that I don't that? deserve to be pretty or have a relationship? Is it, did I, you know, was I in competition with my sister or what was it that where it began? Mm-hmm. But then aren't we blaming? We're blaming no. outside things for our, no, yeah, for our it, lack. No, that's an interesting idea. I, I don't like the idea of shame and blame at all. I, I mm-hmm. would rather have the idea of what's the issue, where did it, what's the root cause of it, and how can I change that because it's not supportive. That's as simple as right. that. So what mm-hmm. we say in NLP is there is no failure, there's only feedback. And success is also feedback. So if your feedback is that mm-hmm. this isn't working, there's something more you need to know. You have, don't have sufficient information. So rather than mm-hmm. think of it as shame and blame and all the rest of it, you don't have sufficient information to do it as well as this next person. So what more information do you need to be successful? Mm-hmm. And if you, if you keep it very um, kind of cold almost like, like that just just kind of analyze mm-hmm. it rather than um rather than take it personally it's much easier it's like right. who's producing I this like result that. and how how can i literally model them what what more information do i need to to produce to have the same result mm-hmm. and then, then you true. can't blame yourself because it's like you know if a kid's learning to tie the shoelace um we don't say oh my gosh you failed we say okay you need to do you need a bit more information same as someone, you know, just learning to walk. How many times do they fall over? But we don't say, oh, my gosh, look at that, you failed. We say, come on, you can do it again, <laughs> just one foot in front of the other. And then when uh-huh. we're adults, we tell everybody that they're not doing well. It's like, why would you do that? It's just you have, you just don't have sufficient information. Simple. Right. I love that attitude, mm-hmm. you know, that it's just uh, there's no such thing as failure. You just don't have enough information. Gather more. Correct. Exactly. I That's love the that. whole point of it. It makes mm-hmm. life very simple. And, yeah, and if um, you and it it, it it is really if you can take a simple route through. I used to find when I was doing my PhD, oh boy, I would get so tangled up in thoughts and ideas, and then I'd have to go back and think, what is this about? What what's my subject? And I'd literally find myself <laughs> at least once a week going back and thinking, what am I talking about? Oh yeah, how <laughs> to be happy? Oh, that's simple. Let's get back to basics then. So if you find right. yourself getting your thoughts getting too complex or your work getting too complex, simplify it, simplify it, simplify it. And it it's so much easier that way. I totally agree with that and totally resonate with that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because we can we can really reel ourselves out there so far and then just forget where we even started. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like you said, what was I talking about, or what was the message I was trying to convey, or you just, yeah, yeah. making it way too complicated. And I think that that kind of stems from, um, 
somewhere from not being understood. Yes, exactly. And NLP yeah. is all about studying, you know, what, what systems people use. Like if you were talking to Sheldon, you wouldn't talk about emotions. Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, you would not talk about emotions yeah. because that, it doesn't right. resonate with that. Neither the debankers or techies or people who are very um, systemized thinkers. You have to talk in their systemized way or they won't understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And it's all about learning yeah. the four styles and, and how to approach them and what actually were actual words to use with them. You know, my, my, ex-husband, my ex-husband uh-huh. was auditory. And he would say, come and listen to this. Come and talk about it, you know, to do with the ears. And I would say, but you don't see what I mean. You're not looking at it. And then when we right. realized we were using different styles, I'll say, I used to say to him, come and talk about this. Let's discuss it. And he would say to me, I can see that. Yes, I'm looking at it. And it was like, oh, my God, you're talking my language. It was amazing. Right. Okay. So then, again, remind us what the four are. Um, visual. So they'll use words like mm-hmm. see and look and um, observe. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk really fast and we always look good. And um, there's auditory. So they, they usually... Auditory people don't do eye contact well, and that's the that's a big issue with them, is that they think they're not friendly. People think of them as not friendly because they don't do eye contact. So anybody, any kid who's not looking at you a lot, they're usually using their ears. So they'll have their ear pointed to the teacher, and the teacher will say, this child doesn't pay attention. Well, the kid is paying 100% of attention with their ears because if they try and use mm-hmm. their eyes, they can't understand. So I usually tell auditory kids, uh, just pretend to look at me when you when you when you're talking to me because it looks a lot more friendly, and mm-hmm. that that really you can if you can really get kids to pretend to look rather than look, then they don't have to use their eyes; they can just use their ears and pretend to look. It it actually works, and you've got the kinesthetic mm-hmm. kids, who are the touchy feely ones, the ones who are always jumping up and down. You know, they like cozy, they like eating, they like drinking, they like sex when they get older. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all about the the touching. And then the auditory digital, and that's the Sheldons of the world and the Mr. Spocks, who are very, very analytical, who have to discuss things endlessly before they'll even attempt mm-hmm. to do something. And they usually don't do very good body language because they're usually not very expressive with the body. They're usually kind of hands by the side just talking. And it's very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you, if you I always, I always give the example of sex. Actually, it's a really good one to to know the four styles. Okay. So someone visual will walk in the door and say, oh, my gosh, you're looking good. Let's do it on the floor quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you look good. Let's right. do it now. Mm-hmm. Very spontaneous. Right. Someone who's uh, kinesthetic will walk in say, oh, give me a hug. Let's go and sit down and put cream all over each other's bodies and lick it off and drink a nice drink and then make mad love. And then the right. auditory person will say, oh, let's sit down, have a discussion about how our days went, how our day went. And let's talk about it. And then she will maybe have sex later on in the evening. And then the Sheldons <laughs> of the world and the uh, the order traditional ones will look at the watch and say, okay, it's 7 o'clock. At 8 o'clock, my program's on until 9 o'clock. So sex at 9.30? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's very interesting when you get the four different right? styles. It's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my And people go, oh, my God, funny. my husband's like that. I'm like, yep, you've got an order to digital. Oh, yeah. What well, that is that you know what that that information is actually better than the love languages. It really yeah, is. it's it's way better. It's really, it's very it's easy to explain yeah. when you take the sex thing. 
you know and and the thing is in relationships the first six months who cares what 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 style you've got it's like you know let's do it on the chandeliers kind of thing after six sure. months then you get into 12 months and it's like hmm all those things you loved about me you know my laughter and my funny habits have suddenly became becoming irritating and then after three years you better know each other's each other's style because you really do need something to back up you know what you what you're working on at that point because right. we tend after uh, relationships are supposed to last three years that's the official kind of timeline and after three years, you better have something to sustain the relationship, including how to understand the other person's way of looking at things and their love strategy, because we have a love strategy as well. We have a systemized way of being loved. And if you don't love me the way I need to be loved, I won't feel you love me. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. we tend to do our own love strategy on the other person and then expect yeah. them to feel loved. And, you know, right. for instance, my, my ex used to go out shopping and bring home a steak and cook me a steak, even though I don't eat steak. And I would mm. say, why do you do this? And he said, to show you I love you. And I'm like, mm-hmm, that doesn't work for me. This is what you'd like me to do for you, right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. This, it is. It's so powerful. I mean, I, we have about seven minutes left, and there's so much more to cover. But I think okay. I could sit here and talk to you for hours. Um, okay, so I keep kind of teasing people about all the stuff that you have in here and all the information, but you literally, you have given so much more than what we're talking about. You've given like, like brass tacks, like here, this is what you go. You're going to start on uh, GoDaddy. You're going to go get yourself a .com and then from the .com. I mean, you literally, uh, talking about MP3s, how to sell them, um, yeah. have your bottom line price ready. I mean, yes, that, that's important too. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what I realized was I've been doing it for so many years, it just comes naturally to me. And then I realized that when people were leaving me after, there were, you know, a housewife that just starting their own business, they want to be an NLP coach or a life, a life coach or a hypnotherapist. And they don't even, didn't even know where to begin. They, didn't, they, they, they even say things like, I'm not very good on the computer. Well, you, they, you need, like, really the manual for the very first steps. And once you've, once you've got that done, you'll do very well from there. It's, it, we, we don't do starting points very well. We tend to, you mm-hmm. know, for instance, someone who wants to release weight, they want to release 100 pounds. And I'll say to them, you know, you know, you've got to eat well and do exercise. That's basically all it is. You know, eat well, do exercise, release weight. Mm-hmm. You know, do your cleansing, get your body alkaline rather than acidic and I'll say to them how much do you want to release oh 100 pounds and how much exercise do you do now nothing and how much exercise do you want to do oh an hour a day and they'll shake their head as they're saying it there's no way they're going to do an hour a day from nothing and they'll Mm -hmm. say well I'll say can you do 20 minutes a day and they'll say "Mm -hmm, maybe yes okay I can do 20 minutes and they'll still be shaking their head and I'll say could you do five minutes a day and you'll suddenly see them look up as though they're looking up at the ceiling because they're imagining now doing that five minutes exercise and they'll say, yeah, I can take the dog a walk down the road and back, that's five minutes. And I'll say, good, from today onwards, you're only ever doing five minutes a day. And then they'll say, what? And I'll say, yep, because anything more than five minutes is bonus. Because what happens is we, we set ourselves this hour a day, hour a day, hour a day. Same with phone calls, same with emails. We've set ourselves this hour a day, and before we know it, we're not doing any because we've overwhelmed ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if you can do five minutes of anything, one email, one phone call, anything else is bonus. It's 
it's magic. It just, it just the the day gets done really fast. So right. it's not being an overachiever. We we as entrepreneurs, we're all overachievers, and we mm-hmm. need to kind of really get down to basics. I really like what you did there. I really, really, really like what you did there because what you did was you found that spot that they were willing to say okay instead of strong arming yep. them, guilting them, pressuring yep. them to do the hour and say, well, you know, how do you expect to lose yep. weight if you're not going to exercise, if you're not going to cooperate with what I say? Yeah, exactly. Wow. And, you know, if you're sitting there and you really don't want to do exercise and you know you've got to do five minutes, you can do that. Yeah. If you're sitting there right. watching TV and you know you've got to do an hour, there's not a chance of you getting up from that city. You know, <laughs> That's so true. It's really you know, interesting. It's the same with it. We always set ourselves too high goals because parents are, oh, look, you've got nine A's and a B. Let's talk about the B. Why would we talk about the I B? Know. Why would we talk about the nine A's? Right. It's, the, it's that never mm-hmm. enough syndrome. And, you know, oh, good, now you've done the dishes. Could you also help me with some cooking tomorrow? Could you could you have another salad, given that you had one salad this week? Could you have seven salads next week? It's like, why do we do that to ourselves? It's very it's very um, non-sustainable. Mm-hmm. Right. So that um, that's a really valuable information. So what else do you got for us for losing weight? I mean, I, I hope people are picking this up. Like, yeah, you, that's your your set point. That's all you could give was five five minutes. Yeah, but it was yours, exactly. not mine. I didn't tell you to do yep. five minutes. You said you could do it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you know, uh-huh. and they'll come to you the following week, and you'll say, "How much did you do?" Oh, well, you know, my daughter's birthday party, so I did eat some cake. And you'll just say, "Awesome." That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the only answer to that. Right. Right. How was it? <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Fabulous. Next. But mm-hmm. but not, you know, can you make sure you have five salads this week or ten salads this week? Or it, We always raise the bar instead of just saying, okay, good. We right. can have one salad this week and any other salad is a bonus. Is that okay with you? Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll, right. they'll soon be doing seven salads that way. Mm-hmm. It's so much more loving. It's so much it is. And, it, and it's, and it's you know? way easier to do. Right. Um, I always, I used to, yeah, my to-do list used to be like 30 pages long. And I finally got to the point where I was like, what one job do I have to do today to know that I've done what I needed to do today? And some days it was like post a letter. And as long as I posted Uh, a letter, I was happy with the day. Uh, You know what? I I have adopted that as well. I used to do the same thing, my to-do list. And then mm-hmm. the moment I would cross off one or two, I would go, oh, I still have time to add one or two more. And exactly. then finally I just got to the point, yeah, if I get one thing done today on my list, I'm happy. Everything else is bonus. Yeah. Yes. And you, what, you, what you'll find, Marley, is you do, all, you do just about all of them without even realizing it when you do it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll look back exactly. at the list and you'll go, wow, I got loads done today. Oh, my gosh. Dr. Yvonne, you yeah. have been a delight. For me, it's it's just so wonderful to talk to you, and I I really want more. I'm gonna go to your YouTube channel. I'm gonna watch everything you do. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna learn from you. Yes, and I I really suggest everybody go to Yvonne Oswell on YouTube. Look her up. Learn some more from her. Listen to this program again. And um and contact me merrily at BritVenture.com. We can get you a signed autograph from Dr. Yvonne, and um or Amazon if you want to get your book there. And uh, we can contact her. 
Dr. Yvonne, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you, Ms. Marley. It was fun. Really enjoyed it. And really keep up the good work. You did an amazing job. Thank you, dear. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.